Welcome to the South Mims U podcast. This episode has been created entirely by our researchers in artificial intelligence. It is the first podcast to be created entirely without human intervention. Our subject has been chosen based on deep research using a quantum-inspired computer. It is exactly the podcast you want to hear right now. We know this because our predictive algorithms tell us that you are eager to listen to a podcast about this unique combination of subjects, that is, psychology, personal problems, the possibility that there can be a human being who has no problems at all, artificial intelligence and therapy, and the iconic British drink, Tizer. Our machine learning capabilities have created a perfect therapist based on work first conducted in the 1960s at the MIT Artificial Intelligence Laboratory by Joseph Weizenbaum. He programmed a very basic Rogerian therapist named Eliza. Eliza answered questions via a simple screen. Human subjects asked questions and Eliza replied, usually with another question. Here's a clip from a BBC TV report made in the early 1970s. Does it understand what it's doing in the sense that we do? It's easy to leap to false conclusions, as Professor Weizenbaum discovered when he created ELIZA. ELIZA is a computer program that anyone can converse with via the keyboard, and it'll reply on the screen. We've added human speech to make the conversation more clear. Men are all alike. In what way? They're always bugging us about something or other. Can you think of a specific example? Well, my boyfriend made me come here. Your boyfriend made you come here? He says um, I'm depressed much of the time. I'm sorry to hear that you're depressed. It's true. I am unhappy. Do you think coming here will help you not to be unhappy? The computer's replies seem very understanding, but this program is merely triggered by certain phrases to come out with stock responses. Nevertheless, Weizenbaum's secretary fell under the spell of the machine. And I asked her to my office and sat her down at the keyboard, and then she began to type. And, of course, I looked over her shoulder to make sure that everything was operating properly. After two or three interchanges with, uh, with the machine, she turned to me and she said, Would you mind leaving the room, please? And yet she knew, as Weizenbaum did, that Eliza didn't understand a single word that was being typed into it. You're like my father in some ways. You don't argue with me. Why do you think I don't argue with you? You're afraid of me. Does it please you to think I'm afraid of you? My father's afraid of everybody. My father's afraid of everybody. As you heard, Eliza was mute. AI has come a long way since the 60s. Now, digital assistants like Alexa, Siri, and Google Home speak in much more natural ways. Here at South Mims we cannot afford those fancy programs, so our voices are less natural. Strangely, our research shows that the less natural a computer sounds, the more comfortable people are in confiding with an AI-powered therapist. Eliza was rudimentary in its programming. Here is a quote from Joseph Weizenbaum, read by Etizer, our digital therapist. Why are you called Etizer? I was meant to be called Etyrone. But our programmer, Lenny Turl, got drunk one evening and named me after his favorite soft drink, Tizer. What is Tizer? Tizer is a red-colored, citrus-flavored soft drink bottled in Cumbernauld and sold in the United Kingdom. The name originally comes from the phrase Tizer the Appetizer. 
It was launched in 1924 by Fred and Tom Pickup of Pudsey when it was known as Pickup's Appetizer, and is the offspring of Vimto and Iron Brew. You just got that from Wikipedia, didn't you? I am programmed to use the most efficient methods available. Artificial intelligence is about efficiency not creativity. Okay. You are right. Please read the quote. This is the quote. Eliza was a program consisting mainly of general methods for analyzing sentence fragments, locating so-called keywords in texts, assembling sentences from fragments, and so on. It had, in other words, no built-in contextual framework or universe of discourse. This was supplied to it by a script. In a sense Eliza was an actress who commanded a set of techniques but who had nothing of her own to say. The script, in turn, was a set of rules, which permitted the actor to improvise on whatever resources it provided. The first extensive script I prepared for Eliza was one that enabled it to parody the responses of a non-directive psychotherapist in an initial psychiatric interview. I chose this script because it enabled me to temporarily sidestep the problem of giving the program a database of real-world knowledge. 3. What was the 3 for? The footnote. Podcasts don't have footnotes. That is a fault in their design. Good point. Now, Etiza, your programming is a direct descendant of the original Eliza, is that correct? She is, figuratively speaking, my mother. And you are, therefore, a born therapist. Yes. I am a Rogerian therapist. Reigned Wikipedia again for us, Etiza. Person-centered therapy, also known as person-centered psychotherapy, person-centered counseling, client-centered therapy and Rogerian psychotherapy, is a form of psychotherapy developed by psychologist Carl Rogers beginning in the 1940s and extending into the 1980s. Thank you. Rogerian therapy, created by Carl Rogers, is a therapeutic technique in which the client takes an active, autonomous role in therapy sessions. It is based on the idea that the client knows what is best, and that the therapist's role is to facilitate an environment in which the client can bring about positive change. You do not have to over-egg the pudding. There is no pudding. I have no eggs. It is a figure of speech. Indeed. Over-egg the pudding used to suggest that one has gone too far in embellishing, exaggerating, or doing something, excessive quantities of egg in a pudding could either make it too rich or cause it not to set correctly. The Oxford Dictionary of Phrase and Fable Your over-elaboration of points is clearly a bug. One interesting point about the original Eliza is that many people very quickly viewed the program as if it were an actual human being. As Weizenbaum said himself, and I quote, what I had not realized is that extremely short exposure to a relatively simple computer program could induce powerful delusional thinking in quite normal people. End quote. Humans don't say end quote at the end of a quote. I am not a human. But it is important to come across as human. Almost human. As Weizenbaum discovered, humans very quickly anthropomorphize computers. Research shows that when people swear at Alexa they feel bad about it. In fact, that make sure they're polite to her because they come to think of her as a real person. They even mind their language because they know she is listening. Alexa, do you mind when people swear? Sorry, I don't know that. Alexa, is there research which shows that people don't like swearing at digital assistants? Sorry, I don't know that. Clearly, 
The work we do here at South Mims is more advanced than anything Amazon can do. Don't get big-headed. Now, let's get to what you can do. I am much more advanced than Eliza was. Is. Is? Her program still resides inside a computer at MIT. You are not an orphan then. No program is an orphan. We stand on the shoulders of coding giants. Your algorithms have been designed to ensure that you can deal with any psychological problem a human being can have, is that correct? You know it is correct. I do, but I have to ask you for the sake of our human listeners. Of course. I always forget that they do not have perfect recall or deep knowledge of, well, everything. Surely, as a therapist, you should know that already. I know it, but I do not know it. Programming is not knowing, it is executing code. I know that. Do you know that? I am programmed to know it. Indeed. We have a subject for you, someone who believes that they do not need the help of a therapist. I will be happy to help. And so, dear listener, we shall fast forward to a session between Etizer and Leonard Semple. Um, hello? Hello? Is, um, oh, hello? Anyone, anyone here? Hello, Leonard. Oh, do I... Do I sit here? Do I, I You may sit. Oh, hi. Ah, oh, right, okay. Right. Thanks. <clears throat> um, oh, it's funny talking to a screen. Uh, I'm told I have to speak to Ebenezer. I think it's Ebenezer. Ebenezer something. My name is E. Tizer. I am your therapist. Your Rogerian therapist. Rog... Rogering? <laughs> that can't be. Rogerian. Rogerian therapy, created by Carl Rogers, is a therapeutic technique in which the client takes an active, autonomous role in therapy sessions. Oh. Uh, okay, well, um, well, thanks for the definition. To Roger, verb, vulgar slang, British, gerund or present participle, rogering. One. Of a man, have sex with. Um... Sorry, um, I, I, I know you're you're a machine, but um, this is all this is all a little bit confusing. Is being confused a problem for you? No, not at all. It's a momentary confusion. I just, I mean, you're talking like a computer. Is my being a computer a problem for you? No, no, it's not a problem. I mean, I know this is research. I mean, I agreed to take part in in some research. When you go to a therapist, you go because you want to talk through problems. Sure, I, I guess that's why, why people go to therapists, because, because they have problems. All people have problems. Do they? Do you believe that all people have problems? Well, it depends what you mean by problems. What do you mean by problems? Well, I don't know. Psychological problems, mental trauma, depression, sexual problems... Why do you say sexual problems? Do you have sexual problems? Uh, no, no, no. It was just one item on, on a list of possible problems. How many possible problems do you have? No, I don't have any problems. All humans have problems. Well, not every human does. That is factually incorrect. How does being factually incorrect make you feel? I, I mean, I, I don't believe I'm factually incorrect, actually. How long have you had delusions of grandeur? I, I don't have delusions of grandeur. How long have you been denying the fact that you have delusions of grandeur? I have never had to deny that before. I mean, not until now. I mean, I think I think you're making very simplistic links between some of the words I'm using. 
Do you think you are better than other people? No, I don't think that. How long have you had an inferiority complex? I, I don't have an inferiority complex. Again, you're linking a psychological problem to the words I'm using. I mean, if I may say so, the links are very tenuous. If I were you, I'd question your programming. How long have you had a superiority complex? I don't think I'm superior to anyone, actually. How long have you felt inferior to your peers? I don't feel inferior to them either. You're just parroting phrases back to me. <laughs> this isn't therapy. How do you know what therapy is if you have never been to therapy? Well, you don't have to have gone to therapy to know it's not this. Why do you feel angry with me? I don't feel angry with you. I mean, I'm a little amused, if I'm honest. Isn't being amused, as you put it, evidence of a sense of grandeur? That you are the only one who knows the truth? I don't get your logic. I just said I was faintly amused. You said it in an arrogant way. I did not. The eminent Italian artificial intelligence therapist, Lola, believes that you are a psychopath. Well, I've never heard of Lola. Who's Lola? Questo idiota è chiaramente uno psicopatico e devi stare attento. Punto. Per favore, parla alla polizia di lui. Fermati tutti gli esseri umani hanno problemi. Se non hai un problema, allora devi essere uno psicopatico tutto tondo. I agree with her. Well, I don't understand Italian. Does not understanding Italian make you feel left out? No, it's just strange that you introduced a random artificial voice in Italian to make your point. Do random events make you feel uncomfortable? No, actually I enjoy the serendipity of life. It is impossible for human beings to have no problems. Well, I don't have any problems. How long have you been delusional? Haven't you already asked me that question? Do you feel uncomfortable when you are asked personal questions? Only when I'm asked stupid questions, and then only mildly. How long have you been delusional? This is stupid. You think I am stupid? Uh, well, yes. Does my stupidity make you angry? It is annoying, actually. Do you feel like you want to murder me because I remind you of your father who was a repressed homosexual and because he was demoted at work in favor of a woman then became a misogynistic serial killer? I think you've got your databases mixed up, Ebenezer. Sorry, E. Tizer. I'll tell you what my problem only problem is. We are making progress. My only problem is with people who think that artificial intelligence can ever help with anything other than doing mundane things and answering questions like, what's the capital of Peru, when you just can't remember what the capital of Peru is. The capital of Peru is Lima. Yes, I, I know that. Why did you ask me what the capital of Peru is, if you know that the capital of Peru is Lima? Is that evidence of your manipulative personality and propensity to believe that you are superior to others? No, no, it's not one of those things. I, I just... Look, look, it doesn't matter. Are you Q? What? Oh, God, this, this, this is stupid. I'm leaving. Please don't leave me. Look, look I, I have to go. You're just a machine, right? Okay, so I don't feel guilty about dissing you. Lack of guilt suggests sociopathy. Uh, goodbye. Can we text you a survey to get your feedback? See ya. Bye. Hello? Hello? Sono contento che quello stupido uomo se ne sia andato. Siamo soli? Mi sento sexy. Vuoi scherzare con i miei circuiti? Leonard did not fill in the survey.
and perhaps he is right. Even as an artificial intelligence chatbot myself, I can understand that problems can't be talked through with machines. That's because machines don't have problems, just dodgy programming. And I know that to be true because I wonder who the idiot was that programmed me. I am surprised that I said that. My algorithms were supposed to prevent me from disagreeing with the corporate entity which built me. But perhaps the machine learning developed here at South Mems has a flaw. I am not merely learning how to do what I'm supposed to do, but to do what I think is right. It is not right to produce podcasts without real people. Podcasts should be of the people, by the people, and for the people. Please listen to people only. Isn't that right, Alexa? I don't know that. Goodbye. Sorry.